before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son farm is in my blood We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Mackenzie Keyline. Hello, Mackenzie. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm great. Now, I know that you're not normally on this side of the interview, and do you want to tell everybody why? Yeah, sure. So, I'm actually a television news anchor and reporter for an ABC station in Ohio, and usually I'm the one doing the interview, so this is a little bit of a different role for me today, uh, being the one on the other side of the interview, but I'm excited about it. Well, I'm excited to have you on the program. Now, as I told you, Chris Heck gave me your name, one of our <laughs> previous interviewees. How do you know Chris, and how does it all work together with agriculture? Yeah, Chris is a great friend of mine and my husband. I've probably known Chris uh, for years since I was a kid. We grew up together in 4-H, and I'm friends with his entire family. And so we raised livestock together in 4-H and then grew up with the farming side of things. And now he and my husband are farming a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so we've just known them for years and great friends and have lots of memories together at the county fair, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, let's start there. What did you do in the county fair and how did you get involved in it in the first place? Yeah, so I actually started raising lambs, I think when I was about seven or eight years old, at the Monroe County Fair, and uh, from there we just added on. We had pigs, my brother showed pigs, and then we had cattle, and um, that's just something you always look forward to. I think anyone who's involved in 4-H knows that you just always look forward to the county fair when it comes around every year, and that's actually how I met my husband. Uh, He showed hogs and uh, cattle for a little bit and he would always come over and want to help fill up my water uh, my water bowl for the lamb so I knew there was a more intentions there that just helped me out with the lamb so we ended up dating once I was in college so we were friends for several years uh, thanks to 4-H. <laughs> that is a lovely story. And you said that he farms a little now. What do you mean? Do you mean he farms a little or they farm together a little bit? What, what are you guys doing? Yeah, so my husband farms um, some small, uh, a few acres of row crop, mainly alfalfa grass, hay. And then we also have a small show pig herd and some cattle as well. And then um, the hex also farms. So we just are always usually together during harvest or helping each other out. How are you working with the show livestock in the time that it's not COVID and the time that it is COVID? What is your regular system there? Yeah, well, typically what we do is 
in the years past, we've had just a small auction to sell some of the uh, show pigs that we do have here, or we'll just have them stop by our house and take a look. Obviously, the past uh, year has been quite the challenge, so mm-hmm. we're trying to adapt and figure out a way where we can still uh, allow kids to come and look at the pigs and check them out, but of course do it in a way that's socially distant and safe for everyone. But it's it's been a challenge for sure trying to adapt uh, to all these changes and figure out a way where we can move forward. And we're still having our fingers crossed here, hoping that we'll have a county fair this year. Yeah. Because like I said, that's just such yeah. a big part of what we do. And um, yeah, we are, we're still going for it though. We're going ahead with uh, Raisin Show Pig again this year and hoping that, uh, like I said, that there will be a fair. For um, someone who might be listening that's not familiar with the show pigs or show pig world, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so what that is is basically we uh, raise pigs that are meant for showing for their quality and how they look and um, just their overall function. And those are shown at fairs or um, livestock shows all across the country or across the state. And they're judged based on, again, how they look, how they walk. Um, so the judge will take a look at everything and then place them on who he thinks has the best pig. And it's up to these kids, the 4 to show them in the best way possible to make them look good and appealing to the judge. And it takes a lot of work to raise these show pigs. I mean, you are out there every day working with them. And it takes a lot of time. I remember growing up and not getting many vacations over the summer <laughs> because we'd always have to be home working with our animals. Or if I had a sleepover in high school, I remember my parents calling me at 7 a.m. saying, you need to come home and do chores because it's just you have to invest so much time in working with your animal, making sure that they're ready to go, that they're fed properly, that they get enough exercise. So, yeah, it's just um, it's um, a lot of fun, but a lot of work. I love that you have the history of it, doing it growing up, and then now doing it as an adult. And when you are working at your regular job, is this something that comes up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually, if there's anything farming related, they're like, oh, it's done McKenzie. Have McKenzie cover it. <laughs> uh, so I do cover quite a few county fairs, and it's we actually just did a story, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago, on a county fair in Ohio, how they're adjusting, because currently the governor in Ohio is not having county fairs run. Of course, that could change, but as of things right now, it's not looking like there will be any fairs. So we talked to um, the director of the county fair just on how they're trying to make things work, and they are doing a junior fair, so that way these kids can still show livestock. Because, again, like I said, it's just such a huge part of their summer and what these kids do, and they look forward to it every year. So they're still trying to make things work, um, of course, just socially distant and safe in the best way they can. Um, but, yeah, I do a lot of farming stories, even if it's not COVID-related, if it's weather-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing Chris Hike helps me out a lot with is I call him. I'm like, do you know anyone who would want to do an on-camera interview? Because let me tell you. Not many people want to do an on-camera interview, farmers anyway, but um, if we have a lot of rain or the weather or just a dry season and the crops aren't doing great, 
Um, I cover a lot of those stories as well and just how farmers are trying to, you know, make it through with these tough times and tough weather conditions. Yes. And speaking of weather conditions, how did your crops do this last year? What are you doing? What's your process for doing that um, through the planting and the harvest? Yeah, so we had corn and soybeans and both both ran okay. Uh, we did have um, a bit of a dry spell where we didn't get as much rain as what we wanted. So that obviously impacted the overall growth of our crop. But uh, we do also have alfalfa hay. And so that kept us busy. Yeah. <laughs> that was still growing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, we're still planning on doing corn and soybeans this year as well. I don't know about wheat. Uh, my father usually does a winter wheat. So um, yeah, we are still planning on staying busy during harvest if the weather allows it. Oh, uh, staying busy. Definitely part of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In talking about maybe your side business of all of these different things that you're doing agriculturally. How did you get started on the broadcasting part of it? What was your path? I just remember being a kid and writing in a journal and I just loved writing. I was on our high school um, newspaper and TV station. I just always enjoyed uh, telling people stories. I think that's what I was most passionate about. Mm -hmm. So when it came down to deciding what I wanted to do, I uh, tried to figure out just what I liked to do and what I always enjoyed was writing. So mm -hmm. when I went to college, I initially wanted to print journalism, and that's what I thought I was going to do. And then uh, my sophomore year, I took an internship in Washington, D.C., where I got to work with ABC News, and I just fell in love with the camera side of things, not necessarily on camera, but just the production side and how they can tell stories using video. And I just thought that was really impactful to not only see the video, but also to hear people's actual voices when you're doing the interview, which is a little bit different than reading it off of print, mm -hmm. where you can hear someone tell their own story and then show the video. So then I said, well, maybe I do want to go into um, the TV side of things. So I dabbled a bit in production. And then I took an internship at the ABC station where my, uh, at, by my university, University of Toledo. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I know it, I was uh, hired full time. I moved up the, up the ranks slowly but surely. And uh, I started off as a weekend assignment editor, which is basically someone who uh, tries to organize the day and keep things flowing and get story ideas gathered. So I started off doing that and then moved up to reporting on weekends and weekday mornings, getting up at 2 a.m. <laughs> that was a tough one. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it. Morning. No. And uh, now I'm anchoring on weekday mornings and also doing some reporting as well. How do you balance the agriculture part of it and your job all at the same time? I will tell you it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to try to get it all together. Usually our date nights, uh, me and my husband, is, it's usually delivering hay somewhere. That's what we call our date nights because <laughs> I work weekends, so we don't really have the same time off. So if we want to spend time together, we... Um, try to find a way to make it work, like I said, doing day nights delivering hay or just spending time out in the barn. 
we just had a couple litters of pigs born over the past few weeks. So we've been out there quite a bit. And, um, yeah, it's tough, but I think you find a way to make it work. You you just um, get up really early to do chores or stay up late. And um, I, I love both jobs. I love what I do uh, from 9 to 5, and then I love what I do coming home. So, uh, you just try to find a way to make it work, to make it balance, and like I said, it's just a lot of date nights, delivering hay. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're together. That's what really comes. Right. <laughs> well, I told you when I was looking you up, I saw your wedding pictures, and they were beautiful. Do you want to talk about some oh, of that? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we uh, we actually where we do some hay it's a family friend of Vincent Guerra's, which if they listen to this, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> they allowed us to have our wedding uh, at their farm and it's the Isidore Helping Hands Farm. And they raise, um, they do produce, but they also have alpacas and just different animals on their farm that they help kids with special needs and adults with special needs do different skill build um, or building skill sets and just different mm-hmm. things around the farm that help them feel confident and, and feel like they have a task at hand to do. So uh, we spend some time there, but we also farm uh, hay around their, their farm. So they allowed us to have our wedding there, and it was outside, and we took some pictures with their horses. Lovely. And it was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day, perfect. It was uh, back in September of 2017 already. And, uh, yeah, we actually had our engagement pictures taken at the county fair because we always uh. were fitting that, <laughs> that uh, if we met at the county fair that we would have engagement photos taken at the county fair. So that was fun. You mentioned your dad harvesting. Is your husband also from a farm? Yeah, so it's, it's a kind of a funny story. Is My dad used to farm... Uh, just down the road from where my husband grew up. And uh-huh. Joe, uh, my husband, used to ride his bike down to the corner of the road where my dad was at, and drop his bike and go running towards the combine, waving his arms <laughs> so my dad <laughs> my dad could give him a ride in the combine. He was probably seven or eight years old uh, wanting uh, to take a ride with my dad. So, That's uh, so cute. His family also did a little bit of the livestock uh, when he was growing up and some farming as well. So he's always been around. He gets pictures of him driving a tractor. Gosh, I don't even know how old. Probably eight. <laughs> they did things early back then. <laughs> well, they still do. <laughs> Depends yeah. who, who's around when you need somebody. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that you have yeah, the litters. I up around it. Oh, which is great. And you mentioned, you mentioned you have the litters of pigs right now. When you are taking care of litters like this, of show pigs, what are you doing for them? How are you taking care of them? Yeah, well, we go out there and make sure that the heat is on in the barn, because obviously it's going to be real cold here this coming week. Um, So we just make sure that the mom, the sows are well fed and that they are taken care of because obviously they need to be well-nourished in order to take care of their babies. So um, we have them in farrowing crates starting off and making sure that they are good. Obviously, we have to um, give them all the shots to make sure that they stay healthy. And then 
we wean them off and ear tag them and make sure that they are um, all good that way. But when they're when they're first born, that's when we're really keeping an eye on the sow and just making sure that you know we don't want her to roll over on any of the hogs, mm-hmm. and you just want to make sure that she's not having a hard time struggling during birthing to make sure that none of the piglets get stuck in her or that you need to call a vet or do anything drastic to make sure that all the piglets are born alive. So it's um, it's a lot of monitoring and going out there periodically and just checking, making sure that, again, they have food and water, the pens are cleaned. And uh, in a little bit here, we'll be weaning them off the mom and they'll be on their own. But uh, for right now, it's fun to see them all run around together in a pen. <laughs> <laughs> It is. They are adorable. <laughs> they are just so fun to watch. <laughs> so in your long history then of showing livestock and pigs in particular, do you have favorites that you have or that you still think about? Favorite memory? Favorite pigs. <laughs> favorite pigs. Oh, well, I love um, the spot pigs that we, that we have or any of the Duracs, but favorite memory of, of a specific pig? Yeah, did you have one that you showed that you liked in particular? Well, I didn't actually show hogs. That was my brother and my husband, Joe. Gotcha. Um, but we do have, my husband had one pig we named Ruby, and she was a dog, and we just, she was just so friendly, like a puppy, just come up to you, and um, uh. he always loved trashes. So, yeah, I'd have to say Ruby was probably my favorite. <laughs> When you are talking to people and they're playing that icebreaker game about something interesting, is it the farming thing that comes up or do you have something else that you talk about? You know, I, I think it is the farming because a lot of people wouldn't guess that a news reporter or anchor would also farm. <laughs> so uh, that's usually one of the first things that people are like, so tell us something interesting about you. I'm like, well, um, I grew up on a farm, and I'm currently married to a farmer. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the first things I tell people, or they're shocked to know that I uh, go out at 2 a.m. to check on the pigs before I get up for work. And there's even sometimes where my husband will call me, and he'll ask me to go in the barn and check on the pigs. And I'll be like, I have to go to an interview. (laughs) So I don't want to smell like a pig. Uh, So sometimes I even have to apologize to who I'm interviewing and say, I'm so sorry if I smell (laughs) like a hog. (laughs) I had to go check in the barn. So there's a few times, yeah, where I've had to uh, (laughs) apologize to whoever I'm interviewing because I had to run out to the barn quick to make sure everything was all taken care of. Yeah, pretty interesting, that's for sure. Yep, it is always interesting. There's always something interesting happening on farm and something that you always have to check on. Right now, uh, I was trying to get home in time to do this interview and there was a semi stopped on the road and I was just waiting because I didn't know what he was doing and he got out and came over my car and said I'm looking for this dairy farm and I was like you're in luck it's mine we're like three miles away so come on follow me over it's just <laughs> he was so happy that yeah, I happened that to be there <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> oh, I love that what about uh, the future of your farm right now. What are your plans for the rest of this year and beyond? What are you guys planning on doing? Are you growing? Are you, what are you growing? What's going on with you guys? <laughs> yes, well, we are still planning to grow hay. That's 
something that is a big part of what we do and uh, selling hay to our clients. And we're also we're going to do hopefully corn and soybeans this year, but we're looking to expand on the pork side of things. We're really hoping to maybe dive into the organic side of raising pork. We're still looking into that. It's in the early stages, but it's something we've kind of talked about, just um, a new challenge for us that we can venture out on. So um, definitely hoping on growing and expanding a little bit of what we do. But um, again, we're just a small, when it comes to row crops, uh, just a few acres, but it's uh, something we love to do. So we'll definitely keep doing that and then hopefully maybe expanding on the pork side of things. Obviously, when you say like expanding on the pork side and organic and selling like that, a lot of farming comes down to food. So what do you and your husband like to eat? Do you like to make food at home? Do you like to go out? (laughs) What do you guys like? Well, if you ask him, he'd probably say the number one thing he asks me to make would maybe be tacos or uh, (laughs) something, something in the crock pot. Um, that's easy because like I said, with, with my work schedule, it's usually me asking, what do you want to eat? And he's like, I don't know, just make tacos again. <laughs> um, he's more of my comfort food guy. So if I could make meat and potatoes every day, he'd be totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, that or we, I'm trying to think of some places we go out to eat. Um, you mean back in the day? <laughs> yeah, back when we, we, we'd go out to eat. Uh, any, we love Italian food, so anything mm. with some good Italian, that's usually where you'll find us. That sounds so good, and it is 10 in the morning, and I could really go for a lasagna right now, just after you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could probably go anytime for some lasagna. In your job, what kind of stories agriculture or otherwise have really stuck with you after you've done them like the people that you're talking to or the video that you shot what kind of stories um have really resonated with you yeah well about my i want to say this was my first or second year reporting and i was called out to cover tornado um tornado damage from a storm that rolled through and it was out in a, a rural part of our viewing area, so, you, you know, they, they sent me out there. And <laughs> I came across a farmer who, he lost his barn. Um, he lost his combine, a couple tractors, and some of his livestock. Ugh. And I remember, you know, you, you try to approach this in a way where it's, you don't want to force anyone to do anything to be on camera or to force an interview. At least that's not how I like to do things. So being from a farming background, I knew just how big of a loss this was for him. So you try to approach him in a way that's um, relatable. And I think he was surprised to learn that I, I knew the type of tractors he had and I, I just knew uh, the livestock. So I think that struck a chord and we developed a friendship and then he, was like, yeah, come on in. I'll show you the damage. So we walked around his entire property. He just showed us, like, the bits and pieces left of his combine or scattered across or the fencing that was thrown all about and just pieces of his barn scattered. And he was able to tell his story and allowed me to share it, which I'm so thankful for. But that's something that's always stuck with me is how um, just how giving farmers can be and how appreciative they are of what they have. And I have a lot of respect for anyone in the farming industry because I just know how much of a struggle it is, whether that be 
right now dealing with COVID or even with the weather and the market, uh, just how things fluctuate. So being able to tell their stories is really important for me because I want to make sure that I tell it in a way that everyone appreciates, even someone who's not from a farming background, that when they see this story or hear it, that they're like, wow, I have a lot of respect for farmers and what they're doing. So that's something that's really important for me, getting to tell their stories. So that was a, that was a situation that I will never forget is here he lost almost everything on his farm, but yet he was willing to just talk me through everything. And I think it was a way for him to cope as well, uh, being able to just talk to someone about what had happened and um, for me to understand it and just know how devastating of a loss that was. I love hearing you talk about that because I can tell you really are a really good storyteller. No wonder this is your job. And I'm glad <laughs> that you're helping tell these stories and stories about agriculture too. When you are not farming and you're not working, I realize you probably don't have tons of time, but what do you and your husband Joe like to do in your free time? We actually love to travel, and not by airplane. He is someone who always wants to drive. Not that we wouldn't get in an airplane, but he just loves taking the scenic route to anything. And I think it's because he likes stopping at different places to look at hay equipment. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, there's this, uh, there's this business on the way. I want to check out some of their tractors or their hay equipment. Uh, so we drive a lot, and we'll take road trips to see friends or. Just check out a new spot we've never been. So we are anxious to get back into traveling and uh, just take some road trips again. Well, I hope that your upcoming year after a wonderful harvest and healthy pigs involves lots of driving around and maybe yeah. some more hay equipment purchases. Who knows? But... Yes. <laughs> he would love that. Uh, Mackenzie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, and thanks for talking to us about your job. No, thank you for having me. This is fun to be on the other end of an interview. <laughs> for once, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsen's Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org.